true hippie. Hi, hi. Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. I'm excited to bring you another episode with Stephen Barrett. I love this man. And he's been on three other episodes as well. And what's really cool, I think, about our relationship and about this podcast in specific is being able to go back and actually look at how our process has changed creatively and just how we've changed too and how we think about things. And he made a few good points during this episode, like how, you know, it's good that even back then even if they are cringeworthy podcast episodes they we were still talking about things that were important to us and had our mind in the right place and brought us to where we are now where we can have like a good conversation and and feel more mature uh in the way that we talk and all that sort of stuff and i'm sure in another year this podcast is going to be cringeworthy again to us or something like that but it's just cool to see how we have grown together uh, since the first one and unfortunately there are a few parts where the audio cuts out during this episode i was just having some uh, computer problems you know freaking microsoft updates and antivirus software stuff like that kind of annoying but you know i added a little bit of what you need to know it's only two major parts where it happens and i pretty much bridged the gap. You'll, you'll, you'll hear it. <laughs> but uh, I did want to preface a little bit more about what we get into. We get into the specifics of our creativity, which I think will kind of stand out to the creatives and they'll enjoy that and respond to that. And we also get into just basic like life knowledge. And, you know, we're talking about like um, being healthy and things that we think that we need to do to keep our minds in the right place and grow properly and get kind of deep and stuff and some of the ideas presented you probably already know or have heard but reaffirmation is always important i think and positive for positivity so um which again it gets a little cheesy but it's it's important i think it's good to have and yeah i was i i enjoyed re-listening to it and i also wanted to ask you this question before going into it because we do talk about individualism a lot in this episode and i think you know how i just want to ask you like how much of your life do you live in your head right because we start off with anxiety and i mean we start off talking about anxiety and all that sort of stuff and we get into the mental process of where we are now and a lot of your life is spent in your head i mean obviously when you're with friends or what's in front of you that's where you're supposed to be in the present but how much of your life do you actually spend in your head and then of that amount of time how much of that do you actually enjoy I just think that's a good question posed, and I think if you're not enjoying your own mental space, you should take steps to do something about it. What what those steps may be, I have no idea. It's different for everybody, but I think it's worth looking into. Anyways, this will all makes sense as you listen to the episode. Please enjoy. Shit, wait, wait, redo that because I went for the ear thing like one time. Yeah. We just did like... <laughs> Like it's this. all time lapse, so all of this is gonna be happening super fast. Really <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, so we were talking about uh, drug-induced anxiety. Drug-induced anxiety. But uh, you were saying it, it was you were saying just anxiety in general is an okay topic for you to talk about because. Oh, um, well, one, it's an okay topic for me to talk about, or I think it should be. A, a lot of people think it should be an okay topic to be about because I think it should be normalized, like any other illness like I or it's like just like something that people deal with like as like you know you have a friend that has like a bad back sure you know in a way that like you have a friend that has mental issues in general yeah it doesn't even always have to be diagnosed but you have something people have things that people have things going on (laughs) in their brain in their emotions that's just like some some we understand and are labeled like anxiety or like depression or like other things Mm -hmm. but like some aren't and you know we're always feeling these different things and I think we don't talk about them enough like we have to have kind of this facade or like this like transparent like i don't know almost like you have to wear your emotions like present these emotions but at the same time we're hiding a lot of emotions Mm -hmm. just because of societal pressure i don't know i think it's just kind of the way maybe society has just kind of been built i mean because you could argue you know women aren't supposed to show certain emotions and like men aren't supposed to show certain emotions masculinity masculinity yeah exactly and i think those two things affect 
how we then interact with each other because humans just feel all these different emotions and you can be a dude and feel these emotions that you're not allowed to express and the fact that like a lot of guys feel like they can't express that stuff mm-hmm. I personally don't feel that way I've always been very <laughs> expressive of my emotions sure. but yeah. um they then internalize it and that causes a lot of problems mm-hmm. you know no uh that's something that I've been actually it's interesting to bring that up because I have been you know, I'm moving out to New Jersey and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be the whole thing. And uh, I'm, I asked my dad, we watched this really good movie called Captain Fantastic. Terrible name, but really good movie. But we watched it the other day and it, it promoted a lot of interesting conversation. And they raised these kids out in the woods. And they bring them into yeah, society. Yeah, I, I want to like see that. this movie. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, It's yeah. really good. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, again, stupid name. You, it just makes you not want to watch it at all. <laughs> but it's really good. And all the concepts are interesting because they raise the kids... In a way where you think it's outside of like the capitalistic structure and just kind of um, society in general. And it's a way that you think, oh, these kids are going to be great because they're trained to like hunt and be physical. And they're trained. He, he teaches them all these like uh, foreign policies and, um, you know, like all about government and everything. They're really smart. Globalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't even know. Exactly. But you can see how yeah. it kind of starts to mess with, the, it like creeps in or whatever. But mm-hmm. promoted this really good conversation and after I saw that, I was like, am I going to be hard enough to like go out in the world? And, and you know, it's like, what, a, like hardness, you know, like am I going to be able to face the world and be like, and not get killed or robbed or, you know, <laughs> mugged or even yeah, like man. made fun of in a social setting and be able to like say be able to rock, but shrug that shit off mm-hmm. yeah and yeah that's definitely something, something that's also very important to be able to do <laughs> yeah and, but the thing is i was talking to my buddy about it i'm like bro what if mm-hmm. i'm not hard enough i'm a very emotional person and then he was just like well it's not you know you're allowed to be an emotional person even if we relate emo- like um, being tough with not showing your emotions. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be emotional just as long. Hardness is is not just that. Hardness is being assertive yes. in, in general. In you can be emotional and ser- assertive. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that definitely helps. Some of those people suck. <laughs> some, of those, some of those people suck. <laughs> I wouldn't but I think that's like when you're asserting your emotions on other people. And I think the other way of interpreting that is like you can feel a lot of emotions, but you can also like present yourself in a very respectable way and be assertive in like what you believe in and like who you are that you don't let those emotions like get in the way or like make you seem erratic or make you seem like you're not fully there. Yeah. Um, Which is something I feel like I struggle with sometimes. (laughs) Like I feel crazy. (laughs) I feel insane. (laughs) But like I know I'm not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But to bring back why I feel comfortable talking about anxiety specifically bring like you know emotion that's a complex web of emotions is it i don't even know if it's can is anxiety an emotion i don't know that that's it's like a because like when i feel it, it's like a multiple <laughs> different emotions mm-hmm. you know you can feel like, i think it's got it oh really so you think like well maybe a, the anxiety a, is like the fluctuation between certain emotions yeah like nervous and you excited think, <laughs> and crazy yeah and you'd think it's two dudes who have struggled with anxiety we'd know more about it <laughs> yeah. yeah unfortunately well, th- well that's the thing well, I, I think you have to know I think reading about anxiety kind of induces anxiety yeah sometimes it doesn't help yeah <laughs> I'd rather just learn how to how to handle it mm-hmm. you know in a healthy way right um, FYI anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension worried thoughts and physical changes like increased blood pressure People with anxiety disorders usually have reoccurring intrusive thoughts or concerns. They may avoid certain situations out of worry. That is what Google told me, and we weren't far off, okay? So, you know, it's not bad. But, yeah, feeling comfortable talking about it. Um, well, Because I think it's, it's important, and it's something that I recently have been, like, dealing with dealing with yeah, yeah and trying to work through this past semester has been a bit it's been a, as this whole year has been that's, yeah, that's and what i was <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean just anxiety inducing on like a whole nother level for obviously a multitude of reasons mm-hmm. um i don't know how much <laughs> i should because at the same so i guess kind of how i want to it's funny that i'm like talking about this yet at the same time i and trying to be someone who doesn't just, like, share everything. Because I think at a certain point in my life, I was like that. And I realized that this summer, which caused a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because... Sharing everything is part of the... 
part of the anxiety or sharing too much? So, there was a time when I, like, I kept the blog. Right. Where I would just, like, put my thoughts or, like, shit that I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I look at now, like, some of that was, like, I, like, I needed to write that out. Like, I was fucking struggling, like, what I was just, like, going through mentally. But, like, that wasn't shit I needed to share with the public, you I, know? Yeah. Like, that shit. A like, lot I of sh- the podcast episodes <laughs> like that. But, yeah. But I understand. I, I <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, just thinking about a lot of it this summer, like, I don't agree with a lot of those things that I said. You know, that was just, like, what I was going through at the time, really trying to process this. And, you know, like, I, you know, blasted it out to everyone, at least, like, kind of, like, this, like, mental roller coaster that I was going through <laughs> in these breakdowns and whatnot. Yeah. And like I like got super fucking embarrassed this summer about it and oh, like man. was super anxiety inducing. It's like also very humbling at the same time because it was like yeah. a learning experience. Like, yo, that was not cool. Mm-hmm. You know, or it was just like weird or like right. not yeah. who I who want to project. You, exactly. You know? And it's cool that people are able to keep blogs that are like that and like they're understandable ways of of processing and communicating yeah, your, your thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it? at some point, you got to take upon some stoicism and realize that the less you put out, the more special the stuff you put out is going to be. <laughs> yeah, that, definitely that. And just like, I don't know, like some thoughts are like raw and unfiltered and you don't need to put it on the internet. Yeah. I um, which, I mean, people are doing that in all forms now mm-hmm. but um yeah just so so that shit caused me a lot of anxiety and so mm-hmm. i think it's just like funny because a lot of the shit i shared was like mental shit that i was going through True. like um i've always battled with i've always battled with depression and anxiety all throughout honestly like early middle school i i even sometimes like early i have memories from fourth grade feeling like anxious but i didn't know what it was mm-hmm. this past, i mean really this past year i i, I really realized it because i was explaining it to girl that I'm really close with and and we were talking about like something about middle school or like elementary school and like friends and having friends over and I was like I made some comment where I was like yeah I was like I sometimes would get like really nervous having friends over like I wouldn't know what to do I wouldn't know what to say I wouldn't they come over and be like fuck like I don't know what we're gonna do you yeah know, you're, you're fucking you're fourth grader dude. You're we're just ten. gonna hang out for you're hours ten. right I like worried about shit like that <laughs> but like you know, you're in fourth grade, like you're 10, 9, however the fuck old you are. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't be worrying about that at that age. And so, like, that's true. She kind of was like, yo, she's like, that's anxiety. <laughs> and it was just like really, like, I was like, oh, it's funny how shit. Some, like, it takes just one other person to just point out how, like, oh, that's anxiety. You know, that, like, that, how simple that was for her to call. And then yeah. you're like, yo. <laughs> so, it really, like, opened my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyways, long story. Always, always struggled with it. Um, right. And so the blog was like during a really hard time and like just sharing all of those like how I was feeling and like I feel like I just did it in an inappropriate way sure. and don't want to like just like expose myself like that anymore. And it's just like funny now I'm here on the podcast like talking about talking it. About, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> hey, here's all this here behind the curtain. Um, but, you know, yes. but I think it's also healthy because. I feel really good about like coming to terms with a lot of that shit. Yeah, I, and it's, I mean, it's it, dealing with it in a way. It's to, to be to realize that you put those raw and filtered anxiety thoughts out there. Yeah, and go through the process of ridden. like well, t- exactly. Well, you're going through the process of doing that, like processing it, mm-hmm. taking time off to just let it sit, mm-hmm. and then thinking back on it and being like, "Yo, that Yo was, what that the was too fuck? Much. Yeah, that yeah, was too much." And it's. And it's kind of interesting because, like, I, this summer I, I really struggled with anxiety, part, partly the pandemic, partly the um, election. The election I, I mean, honestly, everything, the police brutality and all that was causing me a lot of anxiety, even Absolutely. though, like, I'm really not a subject of police brutality, but just... No, but just... A, it was just a, the climate of everything. Mm-hmm. And, and then, honestly, the, the, the BLM movement that just blew up this summer made me think in general of, like, other social things, like specifically towards other people, whether it's women or whether it's other minorities or whether it's like the LGBTQ plus community. Um, Like all of these people still are like treated like shit, you know, in a way. And it like made me start thinking of like, all right, well, you know, because you you try to, I I this summer try to look at a lot of my actions and be like, okay, where was this like, was there a microaggression there? Like what, in any sense, Mm -hmm. or it's like, I thought about some of the shit I wrote in the blog and I was just like, 
that shit like made me realize I was like, yo, I gotta grow. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna be someone who wants to be, I I don't like the term woke, but like someone who wants to be enlightened, progressive, progressive. Yeah. You know, I have to accept the things that I've done mm -hmm. and then be like, yo, that's not cool. I want to move on. And like that was a really like hard like anxiety ridden process, mm -hmm. but like. Now I feel a lot better about it. True. And so like sometimes you have to like work through that shit and you have First. to think about shit and it's that's gonna cause a lot of anxiety, mm -hmm. but you have to do that to grow. It's funny that you mentioned that because I've been going through that a lot mm -hmm. recently and it's almost weird because after you process something, I'm like, all right, well now I can just shelf it. You know, I, I process it and I can move on now. But at some point yeah. people are like, no, you don't shelf it. You don't, I bottle it. It's like, no, I'm not bottling You're not bottling it. Yeah. It's like, I've thought about it. I, I was bottling it. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and now I unbottled it and it's on the shelf. And now it's on the shelf, yeah. right. And yeah. you know, I don't, it's not something that I'll bring up, but if you point it out on the shelf, you know. If it's I'm comfortable picture, talking about yeah. it now. Like right. if someone, yeah, yeah. So for example, if like I was at like, dude, honestly, this is like funny, but like, <laughs> Um, we were talking about something like being at a party and like someone like making fun of you or like bringing something up and like being able to like maturely handle yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> dude, I was like, I'm still afraid to this day of someone like, you know, being somewhere and someone like pulling up the blog or like reading some shit and like getting super defensive about it. Or well, something. I think before like really working through it, I would have just been like, I don't know what I would have done. I would have just like melted into the floor or like yeah. whatnot. But like now, like I feel mature to just like. Like yeah, like you're right. Like I did. Like thanks for reading it. Like <laughs> yeah. yes, I did write that. Like I don't think that anymore. Like it's mad embarrassing. I get why you're reading it. Like congrats. But like <laughs> I don't know what your attempt is here because I'm not that person. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think there was a time when I I wouldn't have been able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm glad that you've come to the this maturity. Point. Yeah, I'm glad you've come to this point where we're, where we're uh, <laughs> able to talk about it. And I, I personally didn't even know how bad my anxiety was until this past semester. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is the story that I was going to get on yeah, you're, uh, you're with talking you. About. Yeah, yeah. W uh, where it's well, what happened is I did um, some drugs when I was a freshman, right? And they induced like a a panic attack mm -hmm. basically they induced like a major mental panic attack thing that i associate because i was in college i was not in a good place and i mm -hmm. did the drugs and they didn't help and yeah because if you're not in the right mental state it's not gonna do any not, good for you right at all <laughs> at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so it was just really bad and, and it just made my, my so every time i got i smoked after that mm -hmm. i started having like panic attacks but i didn't even know they were panic attacks until Literally this past semester, it it's crazy because I would have like the chest, the chest tightness, the chest tightness. And yeah. I'm like, are, are there problems with my lungs? Is it with my heart? Like, yeah. what is this? And especially with like COVID going around, I'm like, oh, my lungs. <laughs> Fuck, I got lost. COVID, bro. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit. Um, but yeah, it started back then. It kind of died down a little bit my sophomore semester. Junior year, I had like two big episodes, and then yeah, this past semester, I had one. That was like super big. It wasn't super big, but it was weird. It was weird. It, it stood out because I had smoked a normal amount that I would usually smoke. Mm -hmm. But I was just sitting down on my couch, like ready to watch TV, which I had done before. Mm -hmm. And it started happening. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, why am I freaking out right now in the middle of my own apartment? By just yourself. Chilling. Yeah. Chilling. With, yeah. Just with nobody around. And I, I, and I kind of looked up a lot of the symptoms and it was like, um, symptoms of a panic attack, like breathing heavy, mm -hmm. like uh, your the chest tightness, the heart type of thing, and I'm like, and yeah. then the first time you're reading it, you, I'm like, oh, I'm having a panic attack, and then yeah, you freak like out a little bit in. more. Yeah. It's a little bit much. Um, but then, so a couple weeks later, this was right after my internship, um, and you know, I knew as the internship ended December first, I was going to be starting a job that I had already signed for January eighteenth. And so I knew I was going to be like, I was going to have a whole month and a half off to basically do nothing. Yeah. And uh, what I had done before I even ended the internship was, uh, I knew I was going to have a lot of free time. I was going to take a week just to be up there and do creative, mm -hmm. put creative energy out. Right. And I had um, took some of my, I wrote, you know, people write in their notes all the time. I write little kernel of ideas for mm -hmm. stand-ups or just little ideas that could be funny to expand on. Yeah. A story or whatever. As you should as a uh, uh, comic. As a comic. As a chemic. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. 
<laughs> and so I, I put them on little sticky notes and like hung them, hung them around the house. Yeah, so nice. It, it would just kind of, it would be around and I would look, I would, I would just consume them a little You're bit more. You're keeping your brain active. Yeah. yeah. And like maybe add something, maybe just put another sticky note underneath or something. Mm-hmm. Keep, add That's a little cool. bit more to the bit. Yeah. And so that happened. So I did that. It was a little bit, but I, it was probably about three or four days after I'd stopped working. I still had a little bit of homework, but I had finished basically all of it up and I was going to sit down to watch a movie and just like smoke and like mm-hmm. have a good time and mm-hmm. it was this new Gorilla Glue weed that I was telling you about yeah, yeah. I was like I think I can handle it and um, but I rolled like an even smaller amount than it usually had smoked mm-hmm. and it still got me like after two or three gassed. it was quite a bit <laughs> it was straight gas and I started feeling the anxiety anxiety coming kind of come up a little bit yeah, yeah and I was like all right, I know what it is this time. At least I know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I look, I, I'm like, all right, I just need to, I pause the movie and I was like, all right, I just need to just distract myself and decided to just go through my notes and like read what I had written before. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because I had a, a, a note on there that was labeled thought. And I was like, wait, when did I make that? And it was yeah. like registered in my high memory only. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> like the trip you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, it was registered up there, and, and, and so I opened it, and what it was was me, it was this stupid thought I had while I was high one time, uh-huh. but then it, it was kind of walking through the process of being anxious and, like, kind of talking me uh, down. It interesting. Was like, why do you feel this way? Where is it coming from? And kind of tracking it back, mm-hmm. and it was... Like, that literally nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a text conversation between oh, myself, which okay. was cool. Yeah, I, no, no, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I meant, like... You, you trace the anxiety back to, like, literally there's nothing there. It's just you're feeling anxious. Yeah. It's a text conversation you had basically with yourself. Basically yeah. with myself, which is cool because I add personality in my text already anyways. So there's kind of fun stuff in there yeah, like, that you're, makes me laugh. You're ta- yeah, you're talking to yourself. Yeah. 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 And, and it, but it was, like, kind of just texting a regular dude. And it was me coming back at me. But it was <laughs> really walking. like, okay, why are you feeling this? Like you're saying, tracing it back. Why are you yeah. feeling this way? And at first it was because I was working a lot and I was tired and I just wanted to chill mm-hmm. and I would blame it on being tired. And, and, and then it's like, but how does that actually affect you? And it was after I had stopped working mm-hmm. and I was like replacing the tired with, um, just kind of anxiety about not being productive is really what it came down to. Okay. Was anxiety about not being productive and just sitting around and doing nothing and getting high and watching movies. Basically. Damn, that triggered it. For it you. triggered it. Yeah, and yeah. I and to that's get to good the to know. It's it, good to know the triggers. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, it, it really was. And it, it got down to the bottom of it. And I was like, okay, I need to get up. I need to, I, I, and it was like, you got to, I was texting myself, you got to write this script, and, and I was accidentally, not accidentally, but I started a movie script, not knowing how much of a project a movie script actually was, <laughs> and it's a whole thing, and it's like, yeah, I would believe so. Yeah, and it's like, but bro, like, you have nothing else to do, so yeah. you might as well just try to write some of that, and I'm like, I guess that's fair. Mm-hmm. So I got out of there, and I was like, getting changed, all ready to, and cleaning up a little bit to start writing, and... I saw like a thing, one of the sticky notes. Sticky notes, yeah. And I was like, "Yo!" I and I just kind of replied. It was like it's it's almost like I think in tweets. Like I, there was mm-hmm. a tweet up there, and I like yeah, kind of replied yeah. and built on it a little. Okay, bit. nice. But then it started building into this whole sticky mm-hmm. note formula. It was kind of like down the door, and then when I wanted to go on tangents. I would put a sticky note next to where I would, like, just go yeah, to the to right. The side. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would make one more in the direction I was going just to know, because I was high, right? Uh-huh. So coming back to it, I could see what train of thought I was going in. Yeah. And I could come back to it, but I would finish out the tangent before I did that and then be able to come back to it. And it was like a big Yeah, Yo, that's rad. That's a cool creative process. It was really, it was really interesting because I've been reading a lot of uh, something about opening the creative process recently. This book called like, the heart of the artist or some shit like that okay. but it was like I uh, need to, it has a lot yeah. of cheesy stuff but um one of the things some was, shit in there is gold yeah one yeah. of the things was like your 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 inner creative is your inner child basically like mm-hmm. because that's where imagination comes from in a way right and so you want to make what you're doing fun you don't want to sit down and write in a notebook or typing on a laptop to moving like sticky notes colorful sticky notes around yeah yeah for uh, sure on a door and just like fucking around and moving and, and that's the other thing it's, it's, it's mobile it's active it yeah. kind of gets you going a little bit yeah that's awesome that's really I like 
I like that you're doing that. That's yeah. cool. And that so it inspires me, me to, to, <laughs> to be more creative with my brainstorming. Just trying different shit to see, <laughs> see how you can develop ideas even more. Yeah. Is, yeah. is really, and I haven't been doing it recently, but now that I know I have that process, mm-hmm. I get to take that wherever mm-hmm. I go. And so did noticing that like you were tracing back to feeling anxious because you weren't doing the work and then doing the work, did that calm the anxiety? Really, well, and that's the thing. It's, it's not calming it necessarily but it's channeling it's channeling it differently right yeah to the point where you're like all right i feel this energy you want to distract yourself in Mm -hmm. a productive way basically because Mm -hmm. what i realized is i was consuming all this creative content because i knew i was interested in the creative process i knew i wanted to write stand up and do things right but i was so i was consuming only things that i felt would be good i was watching comedians and studying so this is where some of the audio cut out and i was basically just saying how I was consuming things that like I was reading that book about creativity and studying comedians that I really liked and and consuming all this content for the creative process but I wasn't doing anything for the process I was consuming all this and it basically was building up inside of me and you know was about to you're gonna explode because you have all this like shit in your brain that's cool I'm like you want to like explode out onto a door in the form of sticky notes or fucking Jackson Pollock you know it's like whatever you just need to get that shit out there and that was where the anxiety was coming from for me at at least anyways that's cool that's really cool I I would say I feel almost the opposite in the way that I feel like I'm constantly just spitting out like ideas Mm -hmm. but yet like I'm not focusing the content that's like going in you know like I'm just like consuming just like the most random shit or like shit that's like well not gonna help me build the brand or the shit that's like not good for my mental productivity and yet like I'm still firing out like all creative shit and it's just like I, I really got to a point where I was just like not happy with what we were doing Mm -hmm. like as a brand me personally like what i was doing because i was just like yo like what's going on here like i'm just like and that was recent too right literally like this fall yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um and so what is your like kind of plan of action for that now that you've realized that you didn't like where you're going with it so yeah well i mean and not liking what i (laughs) like not liking the product also is like a it was like an anxiety thing and like a self-confidence thing too. Like I was just like, did not feel confident in like what the content I had created. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like I was like looking back at it like very skeptically this summer and like this fall and just, I don't know. I also like realizing, which I'm trying to work on now is like consuming content. That's going to help me better the brand or that's going to like, help me with my creative process in like more of a fashion sense, even just like an art sense. Mm-hmm. Um, just coming at it a little bit more judgmental right off Made me, well, realizing I needed to start considering. So this is the other part where the audio cuts out a little bit again. And basically what Steven was saying at the end was, you know, he was needing to consume more content that influenced what he wanted to do, but also the ideas that he was doing with his fashion brand currently or, I mean, looking back at it, it looked like he had just got an idea and his creative process was like, all right, I've got an idea, pounce on it and put it out there without really um, refining it as much. And to to him, that made him look at himself and be like, yo. This is childish. Mm-hmm. And that, like, like, really hit my confidence. Um, took a blow. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, and I feel, I think... That process is like a weird process where like your confidence gets hit and people are always like, well, you got to immediately bounce back. But it's like that bounce back is like different. Like yeah. that bounce back is like slow, yeah. you, you know? You stop. And so like I feel like I've, yeah, like I, I feel like I had been taking a moment. And that moment is like a, I don't know, for me it was like a long time. Like mm-hmm. that is like I was just like, like skidded along the bottom for a long time. I was like constantly hitting my head and like waking up over and over again i was like fuck 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 yeah um but eventually like you get on your feet and you're like all right i gotta gotta start walking up Mm -hmm. so like i feel like i've been doing that yeah but i you know i'm not at the top i'm not close yeah but i'm like i may be like a floor up (laughs) you know that's that's all you need to get started though it's the momentum right right? exactly and so i i think i have i I forget where i I had to talk about that i had to give a little more context to like that kind of process i could talk about what we're doing to like 
better it. But well, like, I definitely want to get on that. Yeah. But what I was going to relate to it was the idea. You remember I said I was writing down all those kernels of ideas. And mm-hmm. I've been doing that for years. But I've never developed any of the ideas, right? Mm-hmm. It's just shit that I write down on my phone. Half mm-hmm. of it's like nonsense. I don't even understand. You don't like, remember what it. Like next saying. time you go look at it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, so I had kind of all of it. I, it's not that I'm not firing off all these things. And I don't think that's that's a bad thing necessarily to to be you, firing. Off no, all that's good. But you have it's like to data keeping. Yeah, you gotta focus it though. Right. So to realize <laughs> to actually be able to use those pieces of idea that, yeah. that come out that shoot out and put them into context before you just shoot them out into the public. Right. Eye. Line them up. Mm-hmm. You know, time together. Let it sit in the corner for maybe three months, you know? <laughs> and cry by itself so it comes out a stronger... So it comes back out a stronger thing. A stronger, better <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give yeah. it a little pandemic. You know, just give it a little pandemic. And, uh, yeah. No, it is It is good to... I, I mean, I feel very... I'm very grateful that I feel like I'm a very creative person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 I mean, it's a skill like any other sport or like hobby you know yeah um or i guess i don't know creativity is like a i guess not a sport or a hobby because like you could there's creativity in sports it's a it's a skill it's just a skill you mm-hmm. know I'm, I'm trying to compare it to like smaller things but creativity on its own is like a skill you have to really some people are like born with it innately and like i feel like i am and some people are like i just born with it innately and they just like everything they do you know it's just like everything's synced you know, and those are the people that are mad successful. For sure. Um, and they're and they're mad successful standalone from you know whatever money and backing they have. Like they're they're fucking talented. Yeah. And then there's people who are creative, but you have to put more work into like focusing that creativity and like driving it and making it you know more refined. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm like that. You have to refine you know? it. Have to refine it. And I, yeah, and that's where most people come from so it's yeah not a bad place to <laughs> yeah be. no it's not yeah, yeah it's, it's not a bad place to be but you are jealous of those people who just get it oh 100 yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean why not <laughs> yeah i just was i've been watching uh, euphoria recently and mm-hmm. there's this high school uh like football kid who thinks he's like the best of the best and he knew he's smarter than the other guys mm-hmm. and then he goes to the pro like no just to college he mm-hmm. got he gets recruited for a nice school and he's like dude i could go pro and then he gets to college and he realizes, like, oh, I'm one of the worst I'm people. I'm not sh- yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. So, luckily, we don't have, like, a four-year window where we have to become good. Right. <laughs> with creativity. Yeah, man. I, I find, you know, I mean, success is defined in all different ways. That's also like, true. I think, you know, the pursuit of creative, pursuit of happiness is more important than... Yeah. Because happiness doesn't exist. Happiness is fleeting. But we don't have to talk about <laughs> We don't it. have to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know man I think happiness is a is a skill on its own as well that you have to learn mm. you know That's you have to learn to be idea. happy because life's not easy life True. sucks life, like, life is, is hard those, yeah. but if you can look at life as beautiful like you have to look at the hard things as beautiful you have to look which is really hard to do, and I and I say that like like I'm not good at that, you know. Like, I don't listen, don't think that I'm <laughs> I'm not an expert, right. but like, I think manageable. I guess I look at happiness as a skill because I deal with depression and anxiety, yeah, and I'm constantly consumed by like negative or pessimistic thoughts. You know, that's what my brain. In the past, I, I'm working on it because I think I really do think you can train your brain not to. True, I really do, and so I'm working on that. But like, I default to you know more pessimistic. So I guess that's why I look well, at happiness as reason. a skill that you have to learn because it's a skill I've tried to teach myself. And you can feel it naturally. I mean, when you hang out with a good friend, you feel happy. When you yeah. go see a movie, that's good. You, like, you, you're happy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the day-to-day like grind, I've, sometimes it's yeah. hard to be happy. Have you seen, <laughs> uh, the David Foster Wallace like, graduation speech? Uh, no. He, he dives into this idea that, like, your natural, the default setting of your brain is just to think about the constant shit that, like, goes through. You're very internal. Totally. You're very, like, what's apathetic? Is that, is that the opposite of empathetic? Uh, apathy? Apathy? I I don't think so. Dude, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Apathy is the correct answer. Congrats, boys. (laughs) <laughs> very inside your own head you're like this you're, even if you're in traffic you're like this fucking guy like i gotta get around him and he, this mm-hmm. guy's doing this thing and your natural motive is to not be present i mean you think about sh- you compare it to 
um, your past or anxiety about the future that you're afraid mm-hmm. of. And you think about all this shit and that's mm-hmm. your default setting. But um, what you what we strive to be, what happiness technically is, is being in the present and yes. understanding, looking at what's in front of you and really feeling it. And we don't always, when you're in that moment, you don't even always think about it because right. you're like, well, I'm here now. Like, this is fucking awesome. You don't yeah. think about all the, the shit fact that you and, usually think about. Yeah, and then you're happy. Right, and you're happy. And that's why mm-hmm. um, love specifically is a big happiness factor for a lot of people. it distracts you. Because, yeah, there's a girl right in front of you. You're yeah. not going to look at that girl and try to understand what the fuck is going on in there. Or, <laughs> yeah. or guy, or, you know, or whatever. whatever. Or yeah. sports team, or Sport, true, concert, yeah. or fucking just... Damn, I didn't even think about it. Like going that, hiking, and, you're right. You, know, you can fall in love. I go into nature. Things. Like I'm happy because what am I doing? Everything I have to do, I'm focusing on the then and now. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're on a backpacking trip or you're climbing or you're fucking going down like white water, like you have to think about what you're doing right there. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. That brings happiness to me because I'm like, like you said, I'm not worrying about what am I doing next year or, yeah or uh, what's what this dumb shit i did in, in college yeah. that like oh does she still think about me that way or True. like does that group still like think i'm a weirdo because yeah. i said this thing at this party <laughs> you know and you know when you're going down i uh, like hiking down a mountain like you're not thinking about that right or hopefully you're not well and so <laughs> relating it back hopefully i think creativity is one of the ways to channel that presence yes um, because it's that pursuit of something that you think is admira- admirable and it's it, it's right in front of you and you have to put the pieces of the puzzle together to make the creative piece that you want mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, I would I'd agree with that. I think if you're, you don't let like the frustration or like pressures of creating something get to you. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I do. <laughs> which is, a lot. is that where your the anxiety comes from? A lot of Some of it, yeah. Um, yes, you can channel and you can... I mean, you're just happy because you're just in the moment doing whatever that craft is. Right. I think of like, you know, like people picking up like pottery as like a as like a hobby. You know, that's like something you gotta focus on. True. Or people picking up painting, or people picking up yeah other. I mean, I'm picking very basic creative art things, but yeah. um, I think the idea of sitter, sitting at like a one of those pottery spinners. I don't mm-hmm. even know what they're called. Mm-hmm. Just sitting at that spinner, it seems very relaxing to me. I don't, like, I don't even need to make anything, but just the sound of it, and maybe just watching somebody, I could fall asleep to that. It is, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> like AS, or ASMR, is like ASMR. Sounds, but like visually, it's, yeah, I get. I totally get what you're saying. Very aesthetically pleasing. Yes, definitely. yeah, no. yeah. If they're good, if they're, if they're shooting trash. at it, it's just kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> I sit here like I watch a lot of pottery videos i don't i just there's a girl that i know that, like i think she just picked it up because i like keep seeing it on her story and i'm like that's dope that's like dope. good for you yeah. pottery is cool though i don't think I, I was never very good at it in art school yeah me neither <laughs> art like art I, school the art program in my school it's also something that i like know i probably i might get into it like later 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 but like i don't think i'll ever get into it on my own time I, yeah. you know i don't know but i'm not good at it right now like you said i was never good at it never like took yeah so, I, mean, I don't think i'll ever get into it <laughs> right right <laughs> I, I don't want to say that. it but yeah 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 no nah, i mean uh, it's bad I, but it's still very aesthetic anyways yeah. um, so back to developing ideas past kind of like I had that kernel of ideas, but I think it was I had to work more on the process of how to develop that kernel of an idea before yeah. it, it wasn't even before, before I was like bringing it to people. Yeah, and 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 before public. I thought I was like, oh, this is just gonna be part of the standup, like it was a one liner or something like that, and mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna have to work on it or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know what I thought, but I just had never thought about the process of actually turning it from taking all these the random raw thoughts, idea, yeah, yeah, random thoughts into, into a bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. You just assume it'll just happen. But it doesn't. It does not it doesn't. at all. It does. Yeah. It's rare. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of ideas fall together. Yeah. So how does that happen, like, um, visually, like, with graphic design, in a way? Because, like, I kind of understand it how, like I said, I'd put a kernel of an idea or, like, just, like, a little mm-hmm. written bit that's something that makes me laugh or something. Mm-hmm. How does that work with, like, design? You have a little design that you kind of start with and, like, shelf it or... Or even just an idea of a theme. Yeah. Um. Fuck, dude. Uh, if it's a, like a, if it's like a if it's like an illustration we're doing, um, or something like that. Usually, yeah, it comes from, like multiple doodles. Um, just like, like we're doing this like moose head for, uh, our 
collection that's I'm not gonna it's I have no idea when it's coming but that's cool because we're like taking it easy yeah um, but yeah like I, I sketched it out or I mean I say, I say sketch but I use a pen so I just like doodle it out um, like multiple times you know okay how do I want the antlers to look this way do I want to look that way mm-hmm. but like sometimes I'll, I'll like I'll, like draw something and then not like not look at it for like a couple months up to like over a year yeah. And then I'll go back and I'll be like, yep, like, that's cool. Like, I want to use th- that exactly. Or, like, all right, I don't want to use that exactly, but, like, I'll change, like, a few things here and there. And, like, this kind of fits how I'm feeling right now. Or this fits the theme or idea that we're maybe going to run with. Yeah. It's also just kind of, like, a feeling, too. I don't know. Like, I would say sometimes you have certain or, like, an I- idea or, like, you know, maybe we're, like, designing, or like, just, like, a couple shirts, or, like, redesigning, if people are gonna get anal about that, or, like, upcycling, sometimes, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like, a flow, it's, like, a yeah, state. Yeah, I mean, I didn't need to in. put you on the spot, trying to, like, no, you're cool, I can't, like, rambling. <laughs> no, you're good, but, I mean, it was very, it's a very specific thing, with yeah. stand-up comedy, where you write, like, a little thing like that, you mm-hmm. know, it might not be the exact process, but for, you know, designing actual fucking like original thoughts and ideas onto clothing like that is a that concept is is foreign to me i would i would ramble on about how i would <laughs> yeah yeah it's also what you're the, t- the shit you're given to you know yeah that's oh because the products the up, yeah right? yeah um so it's a so it's a lot going on mm-hmm. <laughs> well so yeah so but i do you... find it interesting i've always admired comedy in like bit writing because I think it's interesting how you can take an idea and then like build upon it and like relate these things but at the same time you're setting up for a punchline yeah. like you're setting up to make a point right about something about how you feel and usually it's relatable to the person that's listening to you talk about it because you're making it relatable in a way and I've always like really admired like that form of communication Definitely. You know? Kind of pushing. Well, and I, I, for me, it's where truth lies, which is a weird thing to say. Just Not agree with that, yeah. But the relatability is where my objective truth kind of lays with people, I think. I, I, not all the time, but in general, you want to build up to this punchline that is relatable because it's what really happened. Like, it's the truth. Right, it's right. the truth. It's the <laughs> truth. And whether yeah. that's philosophical or whether that's, you know, physical of you getting... You know, it's like, don't you hate when you put your pant leg in, like, three different times yeah, and it yeah, never yeah. works? Or it's, <laughs> yeah, you're pointing out a stupid thing that people do. Yeah, or, yeah. but it, in the end, it's still something that happens to everybody, weirdly. Like, have you seen that tweet that's like, you can't tell me we're not living in a simulation because I've never seen my neighbors bring in their groceries before. It's like, yo, neither have I. And it's neither like, have I, yeah. <laughs> What it's the like, fuck? Why is that relatable? Why am I able to... Really, because there's some objective truth behind it that makes you question <laughs> what the fuck. And, uh, yeah, man. Um, but and and that's honestly, funny. it's funny, and that's what I'm saying. To be to be able to be able to line up relatability with a punchline that yeah. makes people that's laugh. People laugh. Yeah, yeah. And, and to do it properly mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. correct timing and everything. It's that's why I love it because it's such a craft. It's an art. It's yeah, a, yeah. It's a it's, it's a, a it's a, a verbal art. Right. And yeah. I mean, and I'm also another reason is because storytelling in general isn't the oral. They used to tell the Odyssey just orally. They would mm-hmm. just pass that down before it was written down for ages. Most of like ancient human history, a lot of it was just oral. All shit oral. passed down. And Why so- do you think some of these stories are fucking crazy? <laughs> 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 Going back to that conversation. Yeah, yo, they dipped a baby in a, in a pool and he became a mortal. Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> but not his ankle. <laughs> right, but not his ankle. We don't. <laughs> his ankle was the only part. Yeah. Anyways, um, so well, so what makes it kind of? Is there truth in? Um, like designing for you or like what is more of the appeal create creatively for you um or like value almost like what is the value to it that th- you think kind of brings yeah i get what you're saying uh i mean i don't i don't know how much like truth is in it i mean i guess some things may reflect how i'm like feeling on the inside but i, I wouldn't really know how to explain that true um it doesn't have to be like, but i would say i mean a lot of what drives the creative process is in a, for a lot of it, it's like, okay, what can what are we finding at, like, a thrift store? And then 
what can we do with this to, you know, make it cooler or make it, fr- you know, fresh right. <laughs> or make it creamy, you know? Yeah. And that kind of like drives the creative process. And, and I'll be transparent. Like originally we, I mean, we really started doing it. That was mainly just t-shirts. Okay. What can we put on this t-shirt that we bought to make it cooler? Mm-hmm. Um, which is like rad and we'll always do that. But I think I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, like I want to buy some button downs and then cut them up and put them back together you know <laughs> like that sounds sick yeah. and that like drives me to be creative or like using scratch like cutting and sewing taking sweatshirts apart and putting them back together like with different pieces mm-hmm. um just kind of like i guess taking something apart and putting it back together is something that like drives me creatively mm-hmm. um which is i think also, that's a common thing yeah a common thing and also and, and i feel like a lot of I don't know. I feel like a lot of artists will like. Some people will get really mad at this, and I. But I think it's like stupid because I think all artists like theft. Really. But like you're just okay. taking other ideas and you're and you're building Bro. upon it and making it your own. You can take another idea and not make it your own, and that's copying or that's. For sure. uh, I mean that's plagiarism. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's this. Or that's biting, as some people want to call it. But like, right. I think you can also take it and like expand it or like tell a different narrative but like it's the same idea or it's the same you know same way to communicate it and that's and that's art in itself and that kind of drives me too because it's like i i like to create my own stuff like don't get me wrong but sometimes it's it's more fun to take to do an already existing idea and then just you know tell your own narrative with it yeah like, well your so spin on there's it, this jack white you know? song called um i station zebra and part of it is like well, you're just ta- he 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 quotes somebody that calls him out about taking parts of you know influenced by other bands or you're doing things that already happen. He's like, well, if you break it down, it's all one big family. First of all, the creativity is all one big. We're all adding to this creative venture. Yeah, it's all this and we're one. all copying each other, yeah. right? But in the end, if you trace it back, we're all copying God, copying God, copying <laughs> God. It's a really good line. That's but cool. It is really cool, but it's also, I mean. All the comedians, again, I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Louis C.K. while he's like kind of a creep and a weirdo or whatever, but he has a specific style that is very um, smart and technical about writing comedy. And mm-hmm. so when I write a bit, yes, this bit sounds like a Louis C.K. bit, but... Because that's what I'm learning, you That's know? just how like, I'm going to learn how to am I supposed it. to learn? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just how you got to... That's the part of the process, which is what we're talking about. It's kind of the creative process mm-hmm. and, and developing an idea a little bit further past, well, I think, you know, this would be funny or this right. would be a good t-shirt. You know, it's like, what what would make something that's unique towards creamy? Me. Yeah, or, or towards... Or, yeah, what's unique f- towards Steve McJones or, yeah, what's unique towards creamy? Like, what is this idea that I'm trying to, like, across right yeah i mean that kind of that goes right hand in hand with like how i've like realized i was like yo i want to do more than just be like here's a bunch of t-shirts we redid Mm -hmm. like ah like here's an idea here's a concept here's sure and i think the like we're trying to push yeah i think the the taking apart and putting together of clothing is almost uh an expansion upon just even the up the idea of upcycling because not only are you taking something that was used and making it into something that can be worn again you're tearing that apart into something that can't be into squares right. of fabric and right. then putting it back together into something that can be worn and, and mm-hmm. is stylish and it, it fits in and it um, allows people to identify themselves in a way yeah that they're like yo this is me this this i'm fucking t- different bro i'm different bro We're right. outside which is like at the end of the day like what i'm trying to push as a brand because like I mean, because individualism argue, is important. It's important, yeah. And, <laughs> and people could argue, and I mean, like everyone today feels like they're an individual and they're different and they're whatnot. And like you can argue, like no one is, like everyone's the same. And like yeah, a lot of fucking people are like carbon copy, like do the same thing. I mean, yo, know, that's what like Instagram just produces. It's just carbon copies. But like, I do think there is importance in like believing that you're an individual and that you have importance because like at the end of the day, you are an individual and you have importance because like at the end of the day you're putting your head on the pillow like you're turning the lights off in your brain like they're turning back on for you like this whole experience is like yours yeah you know everyone else is different and even in their experience 
whoever you are there is not the same person you are in your head. Like sure. you're, you know, it's like whack. Um, that well, got so deep. But well, <laughs> no, but I think into individualism, individualism in itself, because yeah. because it's such a an intriguing concept. I think it can take over a lot of topics, but yes. I think it deserves to because individualism is probably the answer to most societal problems we have because if people figured out their own internal problems, they wouldn't project them on other people and become exactly. a whole thing. But, exactly. You know, That's what a lot of individualism is, is like looking inward right. and realizing if I fix these problems in my life, how I interact with other people, how I process this crazy world that goes on around us. And realizing other people do it. And realizing amazing. other people are doing it too and how we treat each other is going to affect how we interact and how we feel about ourselves. Like, I think looking inward like that, individualism would then outwardly help the planet yeah. and help people. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And that's the message we're fucking spreading as a brand, that's bro. That's the message we're Just don't know how to market it yet. <laughs> um, oh my God. But yeah, yeah man, um... Rebranding, yeah, yeah where, just where kind you, of where, so the you idea just kind of, of continue developing the idea of rebranding. <laughs> You're still working on <laughs> just it. always rebranding, dude. Never, never stop. Never stop. Rebranding. No, um, no. I mean, it's always good to be growing, but it's good to eventually develop. Yeah, uh, and, and but just the thing. idea of growth is crazy because it's. We talked about growth in two episodes ago, three episodes ago. About the idea that no one of growth go listen to. <laughs> that nobody don't. You can listen to Green and Green, but that's the only one. Don't listen to the other Listen ones. to the other two. We're fried. Yeah, no. This shit's wild. This shit's wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, just even back then, we were talking about the idea of growth and what we thought it meant to us back then. And I could not get through like five minutes of it. And the idea of growth now, that's what I'm saying. It's but it's like, cool because we, we're focused on it. True, now we're focused a little bit. I think more. we were focused on it then too, because we were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, that's You know fair. what I mean? That's it's fair. just, it's evolved, we've matured. That's why, yeah, somebody told me they were really nervous about starting like a blog or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but what if it's just dumb or stupid? I'm like, well, at least you're trying. You're trying, like you're fucking doing it. Right. Like, that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. Like, like she said, she's afraid to start trying it. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, the beginning of it being kind of shitty or whatnot. Yeah. That literally holds millions of people back from doing things. Right. And and I mean, even if it's going towards a valiant effort of like holding up a value, you know, I don't know, that's, that's pretty deep, but it's like, well, I've already been shitty before. I don't know if I, you know, I, what am I, what can I actually do be, to become a better person? It's like, we'll just think to become better. Like, I don't know how I'm going to face yeah. a, uh, what you're saying if I'm... I wouldn't know if somebody were to talk about that blog or something yeah. that's embarrassing in my past life. Yeah. I wouldn't know specifically how to um, talk about it and respond in a way that I wish I could. Mm-hmm. But the idea of me working towards something better to a, a, a person that is able to respond better yeah. and react better. Yeah. The idea of that is just, it's just not, it's valiant, it's noble, it's, it's like mm-hmm. something that you should do even if even if you don't think it's possible, if you don't think you can become a better person in one angle or something, or right, I don't know, it's it, or starting a blog or, or doing something creative, a creative venture. Mm-hmm. I got pretty meta with it, but no, you know, you're chilling, bro. To, I, yeah. I get you, I get you. It's yeah. yeah, like I think we are at the end of the day. I mean, this is a really good point to bring up. Like, I think people are really afraid of like their true ability and like your true talent. Um, I think they're afraid of it. Yeah, I think I think. Or you're not aware of it. Um, right. I, I don't know. I think... I, I, I see... I, I occasionally see myself run away from things that, like... I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I would have been really good at that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I could have done that and I would have, like, done really well. <laughs> and, like, it's... I don't know. I think it's a fear of, like, success or, like, the real greatness that, you like, you can become as a person. Sure. You know? And, like, it's because... Going back to, like, this girl starting the blog, like, it's gonna flop at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's, like... It's like that saying, like in in like uh, starting like the t-shirt business or whatever. Like you, you know, you're not gonna make money off your first t-shirt. You know, yeah. like you're not. Yeah. Um, we it's, did. It's <laughs> Humble really? brag. Yeah, oh, yo, we made money. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fuck everybody else. But, but I mean, uh, but I would it's say the perfectionism idea yeah. that I've heard is uh, is a big problem for a lot of people. Is the idea of making something but only wanting to make it something perfect. perfect. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy. The, the creative process that I've heard for this is script writing, but mm-hmm. it can be applied to a lot of things. It's like, all right, write your first script, like your first full movie. 
Write it all the way through. Don't even think about it. Just write it all the way through. Shelf it. Write a second one. Write it all the yeah, way through. Yeah. Right? Get all the way through it. Finish it. Shelf, shelf it. it. Write a third one. By the end of the third one, go back to the first, the first one, one. And then you'll, you'll just become a better be writer better. just yeah. because you had been writing for so long. Yeah. And that's rad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. I think it's a good process to uh, yeah. get to. Any advice specifically for people with uh, fashion ideas or even uh, drawing <laughs> or artistic um, ventures? Because you've been doing this for a while now, you know. Like, yeah, it's kind of whack. Someone reached out to me <laughs> and they were like, they're asking, this is some random ass person like DMing me all these questions about like the brand. And I was just like replying because I was like, whatever. That would be nice. Sure. And then like, it got to the point, she's like, what? Uh, this is like, maybe this is like really shitty and revealing of me. <laughs> but she's like, she's like, what like uh, what strives you to like run the business or like whatever day to day? I was like, why the fuck do you want to know? <laughs> like, what is your angle here? Yeah. Like, what? Uh, goddamn, I don't even know why I just started talking about that. I'm well, sorry. Well, she probably wanted to know because she she we needed to drive herself. She needed know? to drive herself. Yeah. So I should. Uh, no, but I understand. Oh, that oh, she asked how long I had been. That's why I brought this up. Oh, she, she asked how long I had been doing it. That is kind and of a I weird said, question for a personal DM. Like, yeah, it like some random. Ask, yeah, she was. It sounded, felt like an interview. Yeah. She's like, "How long have you been doing this?" And I said, "Like two years." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Shit." Two years is a while. It's kind of a long time. Right. That's for a podcast for like a year and a half now at this point. It's, yeah. Looking back, it's like, well, it's a long ass time. Right. I mean, twenty twenty one. It'll be coming up on three years when I really started like being like, "Yo, I don't want to be an education major anymore." I like clothing. I don't really know much about fucking fashion, but I was like. <laughs> This sounds better than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty wild. So, I mean, what what advice do I have? I would just... I, I, I personally don't feel like I really have the status yet to give people, like, fashion advice. Sure. Um, the best personally, just because I feel like I'm still learning myself. Um, sure. And I... Before projecting any sort of, like, this is what I believe... Which, granted, like, I am also someone who says, like, you can say something you believe in now and then change it later. But, like, I don't know. Not fully comfortable talking on that yet. No, I mean, I think the best thing you can do is talk about it like we have been talking about it. And that's the process that you've been going through. So that people can look at your process and kind of understand how to apply it it to theirs. Right. What I was just going to say, like, just, like, the creative process. Or, like, wanting to just start something in general Mm -hmm. that, like, is an outlet for yourself. Right. I, I mean, I'm a really big, like, firm believer in, like, you just have to, like, you have to do it. You have to, like, put the things in your life to, like, make you do the thing. So, like... Putting those sticky notes around the Putting place. the sticky notes around the house because that's going to make you look at them. That's going to make you read them and right. hopefully add to them. Or, like, for, like, a personal example for myself, like, when I moved to Cincy, granted the pandemic was going on, but, like, eventually I was like, yeah, I was like, I... I I had, cl- I had started really taking climbing seriously in college. I was like, I need to get a climbing gym membership. I was like, I really want to climb. Sure. But I didn't do it. Like, I wouldn't get one. And it was just like, but I would tell, tell myself, like, oh, I, but I, I want to be really good at climbing. Like, I want, that, I want that to be something that, like, I'm interested in. I really like it. And then finally, I, I like, went and made myself get a gym membership. Because nice. you have to do things. Because yeah. now I go all the time. Mm-hmm. But I had to take that step you know yeah it's, and that's the first step where it's just like yeah because uh, you were talking oh. you were talking about this on one of your other episodes uh, uh, the one for thread this yeah. is what's making me think about it because you said you you woke up or like you had too much like late caffeine or whatever yeah about starting the podcast and you went to walmart and you made yourself buy the mic right yeah because now you had it now you, you have had to right. start it you know, it's just a shitty reminder if you don't do it exactly <laughs> and so it's like all right what do you want to do you want to learn how to play I don't know, the saxophone, some random ass shit. Or like you wanna, you know, you wanna learn how to paint or you wanna, you, whatever, dude. You wanna learn how to use Read, Photoshop. Make music, make, yeah. Or Photoshop. write screen, you know, right. a screen write. Do public speaking. There's Anything. So it's just like. Rock climb? Rock climb. You know, it's like, okay, buy the things you need to do it. Okay, if you don't have them, that's it's like, financial investment. It's financial no, investment. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, <laughs> I guess you need some sort of money or like. I don't know, find somewhere, go to the library. Maybe that's, like, support the public library, though. True, um, true. Uh, and, like, use free shit there. I don't know, it's just, like... Taking that first step. Taking it's... that first step, and I think to, to really understand, to take that first step, you have to realize that, like, 
It's not going to happen in the future if you don't do it now. That's a very because good Because the future point. does not exist. Yeah, you create. You create it. The future, right. And so, like, everything you're doing right now will then make whatever you want to have happen in the future. can't happen. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Yeah. If you do it right, you have to start right now. That's, like, like, kind of on the same lines, but, like, a little random. Like, my posture. Like, I've been really conscious about my posture recently because I've been having neck problems. True. And, like, I always, like, kind of, like, I'll look in the mirror and I'll, or, like, whatever. I'll be, like, slightly hunched. be like, why are I? I know I'm going to stand up straighter when I'm older. But like, what, what? dude? What? <laughs> like, you have to work on that now, bro. Like, yeah. And it's just kind of like, it's the same mentality. Yeah. You know? I agree. You want it to happen in the future, you got to do it now. You got to start it now because it's not just going to... One day isn't going to come. One day is No gonna magic fairy is going to come down. You know, Santa <laughs> Claus isn't going to give it to you for Christmas. Like, you have to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's very important to, to consider. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Some people have, you know, there's obviously barriers to that, you know, economically well, or whatever. Right. And it's all based off of individualism, but I mean, I think that, uh, but the idea that that is a realization that you have to come across as I think in the, in that happens between 18 and like 25 or something. Hopefully that's what Hopefully. Happens. Yeah. I think but, a lot of people, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't, Yeah, you know, cause I see a lot of, you see a lot of people like as you get older and they're like, they've got weight issues or they've got whatever issues. And it's sure. just like, yo, you like, you can have. Like, why weren't you working on that yeah. when you were younger, you know? Because, like, that shit's just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's the same thing with, like, mental health and anxiety. Like, C- if you're not... C- cigarettes, yeah. you know? Like, you're not going to quit when you're older, like, if you don't quit now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, <laughs> that part of that realization is realizing that the decisions you do make have long-term effects. Exactly, Because yeah. when you're young, it's, like, the only sample size you have is from when you're young. You're like, oh, you know, there's only been 20 years ever. Mm-hmm. And the entire world is your world. So there's only been 20 years ever. And in, within that 20 less. years... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> within that 20 years, me, go, you know, drinking a few nights in a row has never affected me. Or me mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes every day has never affected me. Mm-hmm. That's because you're only on 20 years, bro. <laughs> like, 20 years, bro. But, like, when you're... 40 you're gonna be feeling that shit if you're still drinking mm-hmm. eight beers every night oh, or when you're lot, 40 you're gonna be sad you didn't start a podcast you're be sad you didn't start a podcast or you didn't start that blog right and i think a lot of people are old and angry because they because didn't. they have a lot of regret you yeah. can't live life with regret that's also another thing you said i i've heard you say before that like worrying is like the dumbest thing like a human being can do and it really is and i also think regret is part of that right. regret and worrying is the dumb and, and i'm someone who has like occasionally i i try not to like feel regret mm-hmm. and i try not to worry I occasionally do but like it's the dumbest shit you can do for real because it, it doesn't accompli- help anybody exactly it doesn't not do it does nothing right you know, and and part of it is getting over it, like we talked about before, mm-hmm. dealing with it and getting over it. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's like that. It's one of the stupidest because you're just thinking. It's all in your head. You're just thinking it's about just in your head. what you could have done, which is never going to change. Which you can't fucking change. Or what <laughs> is going to happen, which you have no idea what's going to happen. Which you have no idea what's going to happen, but you have control over it right now. But you have control over what you, yeah, the the general gist of it the general gist of it yeah mm-hmm. i mean i don't know man i i mean this might be diving very deep but like i'm a firm believer in like i, I don't know like manifesting is like a thing that's like a joke right now <laughs> but like i really do believe some of that shit is real yeah you really can bring into your life what you want to if you go about it properly sure you can you have the right mindset like to your favorite concert but exactly <laughs> but you can manifest yourself into the person you want to be one day you, i really truly believe you can do that yeah um and so starting with an image is where manifesting becomes a problem for me at least and mm-hmm. i think for a lot of people mm-hmm. it's like well okay manifesting is real now what, what do i manifest yeah that's fair, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> i don't know i i always as a kid like really thought about the person i wanted to be when i was older sure which is maybe weird no but it was like something I thought about a lot mm-hmm. and I would say that like the person I am today would make the kid that I am or I was, was that I am <laughs> the kid you're still a kid even on the inside um like I think you think I'm really rad that's awesome you know I was and thinking I think that today too can... I'm looking in the mirror you're just like yeah younger me would be like, like yo that's cool. what I'm like you be. should feel that way about yourself you know right. and I think part of like being able to like 
bring that mentality and manifest like that is you know all that's wrapped together yeah um definitely like thinking it's a it's a it's a lot of self-esteem stuff sure um as well you yeah know? and you gotta believe that's a whole different <laughs> thing but you do have to believe that anything is possible even for even for you yeah you whoever you whoever is. you are whoever whoever <laughs> you are out there uh, we've been all over the place with this one and i think uh, yeah we have pretty much come to we've, a, yeah, a I point think we're at a good point so yeah thanks for letting me record and come out here and yeah man thanks for coming thanks for checking out the studio it's been fun another great podcast episode in the books thank you so much stephen barrett uh real quick if you are having trouble with posture like Steven was talking about, I talked to him about it afterwards, and there's this guy named Michael Seeley on YouTube. I've mentioned him in some of my older podcast episodes about meditation and whatnot, but he does self-hypnosis and meditation walkthroughs on YouTube, but he also has one called Confidence and Posture, which you can do for like seven days in a row, and I mean, it really helped me. I did it for uh, an entire vacation one time, and when I came back, people were like, Hey man, you look taller. What, what, why do you look? You look bigger. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. I just tried a little thing, and it kind of works. So, if you're interested in looking that up, just look up Michael Seeley posture. It'll pop up. It's a good video. I love Michael Seeley. I, I would recommend him to anybody about anything, just because he is the dude. Uh, also, I've been reading this book about stoicism. Um, it's called Letters from a Stoic by Seneca. And he was born, they start the book with, he was born around 4 BC, you know, around the time of Christ. So right off the bat, they compare him to our Lord and Savior, uh, the Lord and Savior. I don't know about our, anyways, but the thing that's great about Stoicism, or at least what I'm kind of getting on from what I've been reading so far, is kind of what Stephen was talking about a little bit with not oversharing, which is a uh, value of Stoicism and kind of keeping your keeping your mental, you know, keeping to yourself unless you need to, and not being overbearing to people or yourself, really. Uh, I haven't learned that much about it, but I know that's kind of the value of being a stoic. But also, he was talking about how we're all different. And, you know, in the end, yeah, there's everybody's pretty much the same. They're sheeple. But one of the things that I learned from this book, this is an actual quote, it says, he says, this is kind of talking about wanting riches and, or being the type to completely say no to riches and be like, well, I'm going to live on the streets to say screw you to the man or, um, or just to be like, I'm living purely by this philosophy. And if you're being over extravagant or under extravagant for the sole purpose of a philosophy or religion, it's basically just for attention, I would say. And that's not true to everything. Um, I think he just means for most people in the general population. I mean, obviously, you're allowed to be Buddhist and or a monk and <laughs> you know do what you want, right? But don't do it for anybody. The actual quote is: "Inwardly, everything should be different, but our outward face should conform with the crowd, because it's not about having attention drawn to you. It's about." being wise enough to know yourself to the max and figure out the pathways in your brain and how all that works um, and then be a light for other people but you don't want to be like you, you don't want it to feed into your ego I guess um, I don't know more on that when I finish the book <laughs> but I thought you might find it interesting and I think that's all I've got so have a wonderful day Thanks for listening. I love you, amen. Okay, bye. Just do a little say something testing. Testing. Do uh, do a little. Uno, bit. dos, tres. Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's see.